Konnichiwa. Hello and welcome to Race House with me, Jolie. And me, Darren Reeves. Japanese Grand Prix has just happened over at Suzuka. Um, well, I would say it's a good race, but I think we knew what was going to happen. Congratulations to Red Bull, the Constructors Champions. Uh, they've done it and Max is going to have to wait a little longer for his Drivers' Championship um, and uh, Sergio as well uh, to see where he's going to fall. But... Um, well, Red Bull, class again. Mate, I, I think that Red Bull have just shown us this weekend how dominant they are. I think last weekend in Singapore, we had a little glitch, but we all really enjoyed it. But they've shown total dominance this season. You know, to, to win by the margin that he won, you know, the top three were separated by like pretty much 20 seconds each. You know, so there's a big field spread on this circuit, clearly. But the dominance that they had, but it was predicted that McLaren were going to be 30 seconds behind and they were only 20 seconds behind. But, but first of all, before we talk about them, yes, congratulations to Red Bull. Brilliant, brilliant season. Uh, but Max, I think, could have won it by himself, couldn't he? The Constructors' Championship this season, which I don't know has ever been done before. It looks like he pretty much has, and yeah. he's one of the many fans out there. In fact, um, I went out and about and watched the race at the local fan zone and spoke to uh, some of our uh, followers on uh, YouTube and on Spotify. And uh, Kat Riedel as well, um, a German fan who was there, had this to say about Red Bull. Okay, Kat, what Japanese Grand Prix just happened. What are your thoughts? Well, delighted for McLaren. It's nice to see Max back on the podium, especially after last weekend. Um, yeah, good race. Good race. And who are you supporting? Um, Red Bull. Not Max in particular. I think he's brilliant. But I do like a bit of Christian Horner. So... <laughs> Well, we all have a bit of Christian Horner, I guess. That's a different, that's a different episode. Um, yeah, but what happened with Perez? Very interesting. He had a couple of contacts there, you know, with uh, Magnussen as well. There was stuff all over the track. He came back in, had another front wing. I think he had a second pit as well. Then he was retired. Then he came back out on the track and then seemed to go for a bit of a Sunday drive. What was that about? Um, I think it's just to surface penalty um, so that they can have a clean race. Yeah. next week yeah. and Red Bull being your team they've won the Constructors Championship as well I mean they seem so invincible how do you think Red Bull can be for the rest of the season they will definitely keep it up um, it's nice to see that especially this weekend they won the Constructors Championship just because of Honda having their 75th anniversary <laughs> oh you think it's because of the anniversary that's why they did well they waited yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and what about the other teams in the field? I mean, we saw McLaren today, Gastry's first podium as well, which is great for him, a rookie in the season. Um, do you think we could see a rookie do really well next year alongside Max? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just need to have a look at... Um, um, what's his face? Liam Lawson, yeah. I mean, he's done absolutely incredible since he's actually came along. Um, um, Checo only has a contract until next year. Um, uh, so, might be nice to see a rookie coming into Red Bull. Well, yeah, you mentioned Liam Lawson. We saw that this season we've got Sonoda and Ricardo, but Liam Lawson has come in like a cat amongst the pigeons. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, um, last weekend, um, uh, just the quality itself to overtake Max 
and Max being out in Q2 and didn't even make it into um, Q3 was absolutely amazing to see. Um, especially for, for somebody who hasn't driven the race circuit before. Well, if Liam, at the moment, Sonoda and Ricardo are confirmed for AlphaTauri, if Liam was to get a drive, where could he go? Where could he fit? Well, the only seat which is currently still available is, is Williams. Um, well, this is a Mercedes stable. I know. I, I don't think that would, he would actually go there at all. He would stick with, with Red Bull um, um, and probably just wait a year. Oh okay. oh, okay. You see, wait a year. So you think maybe he can start into the Red Bull racing team with, with Max? Yeah. So a lot of people talk about Lando and Max, but you know Lando is contracted to McLaren. But yeah, Liam has shown his stuff. He would be very quick in those cars, so he's a good possible contender for that. I would say so, yeah. Right, well, thanks so much. Enjoy the race. Well, there's Kat there talking about Red Bull, her love for that. And, you know, she's off to Vegas. She's off to Silverstone next year. Um, you know, uh, that love for Red Bull, they're just not going to falter. And I think certainly... Their strength is going to continue. I can't see Max lifting his foot off for the rest of this season. No, but I think the budget cap comes into this more than we've seen before with dominance. When Red Bull had the dominance with Vettel, when Ferrari had it with Schumacher and then Mercedes with Hamilton, we now have this cost cap, which means they can't spend any more money. So Red Bull are at their max, no pun intended. Um, we, we, and so everybody else can still spend that money to get closer and closer and closer. And that's why the rest of the field is so close behind. And I, I think that gap's going get, to get closer over the next six months, 12 months. And then the rule changes in 2026. So this dominance could be the last time we actually see it. And the cap, I think, is really important. Because even though we're seeing history being made, there is an element of... We need the jeopardy. We need different winners each week mm. to make the, the drivers' championship and the constructors' championship go to the wire. And as we did in 2021, the TV viewing on that season was immense, wasn't it? And we just couldn't yeah. wait. This season, it's like, well, Max is going to win. Who's going to finish second or third? Yeah. It is true. I mean, um, look, look at Singapore. That was a fantastic finale to the race, you know, having all the cars up there really battling it out. And, and that's what fans want to see. Um, we've got another reaction here from Graham. Graham, uh, sorry, no, from Martin first. Uh, Martin Lee, who um, was talking exactly about that. What did you feel about this race and what happened? Well, I, I think uh, it was as expected. I, I think Verstappen went through and uh, watching the race, you kind of missed him completely because it was it was all about what was happening behind that. And I think McLaren have definitely come forwards uh, and shown themselves. And in this race coming second and third means that there's uh, we're, we're watching the race, I suppose, from what happens from behind the, the first place. Yeah. But... Uh, it's, it's good for the constructors, uh, you know, six-time uh, uh, champions of the construction. And I, I just hope that obviously going forwards in the, the coming seasons, they might be closer like it was in Singapore. Well, I mean, the season isn't finished yet as well. We've still got a few more races left. Uh, do you think we're still going to have this Red Bull dominance to the end? Yes, it's a quick answer. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I can't see why we shouldn't. I think that uh, we need to have the off-season to see what happens, see if people can come along and, and take make the difference. You know, but to be fair, they've got the, the right drivers, but I'm, I'm, like I say, I'm pleased to see McLaren back up there again. Uh, 
Um, I'd like to see Williams again. You know, I'm, I'm from the age where it was the Williams, McLarens, Ferraris, those kinds of teams. Mercedes coming through, and yeah, being uh, from the UK, you know, it's always good to see the, the UK drivers up there as well. Yeah, a lot of people do, I mean, they love a team or they go for the drivers. I mean, I'm pretty similar as well. I follow the British drivers. Williams didn't have a great race today. Uh, Sergeant out uh, again, um, and Albon retired as well. I mean, uh, it, it's tough to compete, yeah, especially when you've got drivers like Perez who are kind of maybe bumping into a Skiver Magnussen sort. What a thing when you're playing down at the bottom of the uh, the field, you've got more chance of getting hit or being hit out anyway. You know, the over the overtaking, you know, right from the front end, you know, we had a yellow flag, we had a virtual safety car from the first lap, you know, to clear some debris. And, you know, and again, that was pretty much the last few cars going through from there. And I think, you know, if you're going to play in that area, you've got to be looking at maybe trying to increase either your driver capability or your car capability. And it's difficult with, uh, you know, the funding. But at the end of it all, every uh, every team has to come through that anyway. Red Bull wouldn't have started at the top. They would have come through. Ferrari's been in the uh, industry for a long time, going through a roller coaster of a ride. Uh, and Mercedes, again, they're going through their own roller coaster at the moment. And with McLaren coming back, you know, they've had their time out. But I think you've got to get the driver and the teams working together. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, more com competition, you know, getting more cars up there. And then coming back to Japanese Grand Prix, we talked about, you know, cars being up there. I was very happy to wear this McLaren shirt today because McLaren had an absolute belter. The upgrades looked to have really done the job. And first podium for Piastri, great second for Norris. Well, before the race, so my boys, I think I've mentioned it, we do a little prediction on WhatsApp. So, uh, and today... I won. It's the first time we've actually had a winner of the top three. We started doing this the same week as the podcast. You called Joe. all three? I called all three today. And uh, one of my sons had Hamilton on the podium and one of my sons had Norris and Piastri the other way around, as, as the starting grid was. But uh, no, I called it today, mate. I think Norris is just more experienced. I think the fact that Piastri has now got his first podium, I think is a wonderful step forward for the rookie. And uh, we just want to see Norris get that win now that he so desperately should mm. have got in Russia, mm. you know, uh, yeah. 21. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think McLaren are just going from strength to strength to strength. And I've just watched an interview of Lewis after the race. And uh, he, he said uh, McLaren are the only team who are getting this right right now. He said, and we're making the best of the car that we've got and the... The, the direction that they took at the start of really last season and where they've changed, but they've gone McLaren are the ones who've got it right. We've got to change our direction. We've got to follow McLaren because they have a Mercedes engine in it. They so do. it's even more embarrassing for, for Mercedes and Hamilton right now. That is embarrassing. And we saw that inter-Mercedes battle as well, you know, between uh, George and Lewis. And um, it was... Well, the gloves were off. I mean, they had to be very, very careful at some of those points not to take them both of them off the the checkboard um of the chessboard even um i i i feel sorry for george because um you know i think he had team orders as well to let yeah. lewis through i think lewis was a bit faster though to be fair um and that's what happened with lando you know they said to oscar okay let lando through he is quicker um fine i don't think he was much of a challenge against max but um that mercedes rivalry um, it's really apparent, you know, with yeah. the teammates. 
Well, you know, Russell is less experienced. Hamilton is arguably the greatest driver of all time. So, so George just needs to know his place a little bit right now. He's learning so much from Lewis. Know your place, place. George. <laughs> know your place. Correct. He does. Um, <laughs> but he was a bit grumpy today. He changed strategy to go to a one-stop, which I thought was a great idea at the time. But clearly the tyres had gone off. So I think, I think he ended up in seventh, probably the right place for him. Mm. today and and where mercedes was so i think actually lewis uh get you know um beating science was actually the, the positive for the team today because i think ferrari looked quicker ferrari looked fantastic today they really really did um yeah real strength real speed great driving you know uh, signs again i mean i'm not a natural ferrari fan you know i i, I get it but um I really am loving signs this season. I think he's done so well and he had a great race. Um, again, there's that rivalry in between and actually we spoke to Graham um, over today at the Fan Zone and this is what Graham had to say about Ferrari. And remind me, who do you support? I'm a Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari supporter, so Leclerc, signs did well. What do you think about the strategy though for Ferrari? I mean, McLaren obviously had the edge. Uh, do you think they faltered somewhat with their, their pit stops and their strategy? I think so. I think that, I don't know who the number one driver is for them now at the moment. I think they're all in debate between each other. Who's better, Leclerc or Sainz? I think that there's a bit of tension, I think, personally, in the team. There's a bit of tension between them all. So. That's a really good point, because Sainz is probably having the best season of his life. I mean, so I think Leclerc was the number one driver maybe last season, but this season, it's all about Sainz. Exactly. It's all back-to-back. It's all very competitive now, and I think there's definitely a bit of hostility in the team between who's going to be number one driver. But they look fast. I mean, coming on to the next race was Qatar yep. in a couple of weeks' time. It's a local one. Um, do you think in that sprint race as well it's going to be a great situation for Ferrari to show their performance I think so it's going to be similar to last week in Singapore I think it's going to suit them better than Red Bull and unfortunately McLaren as well I think that hopefully next week and then even Abu Dhabi as well I think it's going to be a uh, an interesting race I think Ferrari could take it great it's a close one thanks a lot so Ferrari yes who is the lead driver I mean I think last season You'd say Leclerc. I mean, yeah. it was like, this is the golden child. This is who's coming through. Um, but science is like, no, I am still here. Smooth operator. So, well, uh, we've, we've got to remember where science has come from. You know, he's mm. come from Red Bull. You know, he mm. was one of their drivers and uh, was racing for Toro Rosso. Uh, I think it was Toro Rosso at the time. And, uh, of course, then moved to uh, Renault before then yes. moving to McLaren and now being at Ferrari but he is in the best car he's ever driven right mm. now and he ha- it's confidence isn't it confidence and momentum you know he's he's found something in that car that suits his driving style that maybe doesn't suit Charles's driving style quite so much right now and mm. they are so even it's wonderful to see but yeah he, he's a Red Bull driver um, uh, coming up through and Charles being the Ferrari driver they're, they're, they've had two great educations in driving they are both I think very similar drivers it's just that we see Leclerc as the Ferrari golden child hmm. but he's he's got work to do and that's what we want to see in every team as we've seen with Mercedes today Russell is giving Hamilton a go every time they're really close on track but hmm. experience and hierarchy does show shine through with with them because of what Lewis has achieved. Charles has not achieved anything yet. 
No, that's true. And and talking to, you know, we've got close teammates at the moment with Mercedes and Ferrari, but we have kind of distant teammates as well. And I think probably the big name on that is Sergio Perez. Um, terrible race for him today. Um, you know, lots of scuffs and scrapes and bumps. Um, wasn't finding pace. Then was retired. Um, and then he came out for a little Sunday drive. I mean, what <laughs> what, what happened today well, it, with Perez? For, first of all, you know, he um, didn't have the best of starts and had to come in for a new nose cone. Uh, and then I would arguably say when he came into the hairpin to overtake Bottas, who in turn was having a terrible race, so they were both mm. at the back of the field through their own uh, fault. Mm. Probably the worst attempt at a pass I've seen this season by Perez. He's sloppy. desperate. He's desperate. Mm. And he, he can see his teammate just disappearing in the distance week after week after week. I think his confidence and his self-belief and self-esteem is rock bottom. I said in one of the other podcasts, he came into this season believing he was gonna be, could be world champion. He went to Monaco still believing that with, you know, two wins. And what he's experienced since May I think it's destroying his confidence. And even, you know, even though they're saying he'll be in the car for next season and Ricardo at Alpha Tauri, what, what, what are we doing? You know, is it just a money thing because of a contract? McLaren kicked Ricardo out a season before the end of his contract to being Christian. You know, why are we not bringing Lawson into that car right now? Yeah. And this is, I mean, I was talking to Kat earlier about that as well. You know, Liam Lawson has shown he deserves a drive. Um, yes, contract stuff is important as well. And, you know, to kind of honour um, what you said you're going to do. But F1, as we know, is a snake pit. You know, it is cold, it is cruel, and it's all about performance and results. Um, Liam deserves a ride. Look, there's still a spare seat over at Williams. Yeah. Logan Sargent, again, wasn't a race to remember for him. Um, but can he cross over Liam from the Red Bull to the Mercedes stable? I mean, signs did it. You talked about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It can happen. And Liam needs a seat next season. And if Williams is the only one available because Perez is staying in the Red Bull, then, you know, that's, that's what it is. I think there's still talk of Joe. Has Joe been confirmed yet in the, Whatever um, we're going to call the team, Sauber, let's say for now. I think he is confirmed, actually. Yeah, I'm I not, think he has okay. been. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, so so I, I think Sergeant. Well, he's been told they need better results. That he needs to be doing better. And I think we've mm. seen in the last couple of weeks where he's pushed. He's he's crashed the car every time in qualifying mm. and and in in the race and just not delivering at all. Uh, and it's it, you're, you're going to find this with some drivers. You find your level, and maybe Sergeant needs to be racing in IndyCar or or NASCAR or Formula E. Maybe that's his level, which is one below mm. F1, of course. Um, mm. You know, I, I feel sorry for him, but he's he's had his chance, like Nick DeVries and like Liam Lawson. And Lawson today, we must say, beat his teammate. Yes, we, we haven't mentioned that. Um, no. I was watching that closely. Where did he finish? Was it? P9? Lawson was 11th, so yep. no points, and Yuki was 12th. Yeah, I saw them, yep. and I thought, that's going to rub Yuki out the wrong way, <laughs> especially at his home race, getting yes. beaten by his teammate. Um, well, we've, yeah. not seen them, we've not seen them against each other yet, because Yuki no. didn't finish uh, the last two races. 
So, um, you know, and, and of course, Liam, the fact when he when he came in at, at, at Zanvor, it was literally, literally, you know, after quali, straight in, wasn't it? Mm. So, uh, no, I think he's had the most awesome of starts to an F1 career where he's just a deputy. He's not even a rookie, really. He's a deputy for Ricardo. But we may yeah. see him in Qatar. They're still saying that they're not going to rush Ricardo's return because now they've confirmed him for next season. What is the rush? Yeah. Uh, so... So, mate, uh, Lawson, for me, wow. So impressive. And it's a great story, isn't it? It's, you know, you come in your first season, you score points. Um, yeah, it, it's just um, a dream. So, no, it would be criminal if he doesn't get a drive next year because mm. he's a great talent. And it just shows, yeah, there are rookies that take to it. Uh, Liam Lawson, Oscar Piastri, fantastic yeah. season i mean like yeah. he got a bunch of points today from mclaren so they're going to be happy for the constructors along with now lando of course um but yeah sergeant um and who else was i talking about oh, like nick de Vries. yes yeah it, it, it's that's what it is that it jump is, isn't it some people take to it, it some people can't well this is it and it just shows you the quality of what we've got in f2 right mm. now you know, coming up through. We've talked about Drogovic, you know. Yeah, you love Drogovic. Well. We have well, to get I, him on. <laughs> I just like saying his name, really. But the point is, you know, he's Aston Martin's number three driver, isn't he? And, of course, we've not mentioned the S word today. So uh, we'll keep it at that. But uh, where did he finish today? I'm just <laughs> going to look. Did he finish? <laughs> I'm just looking. No, no. Didn't finish. Basically was 18th. Wow. You know. Yeah. Wow. Lap 20, he retired. <laughs> this is a, a running theme for our podcast. <laughs> it's just absolutely raining on Lance Stroll. Just do better, buddy. <sighs> do better or give somebody better a chance. There's only 20 seats. We could arguably say there should be 24. Um, mm. We need the best 20 drivers in those best 20 seats. And right now, we're not seeing that. No. Yeah. It's those recurrent th Sergeant and Stroll, every race. I mean... Lance started okay, actually. I think he did okay in Bahrain. Um, a couple of other races, but it's just not falling for him, which is very no. strange. Um, and it looked like in Quali yesterday that actually it was falling for him. You know, he was he was yeah. doing much better. But um, I just can't explain it. And I think it's confidence again. I wonder if his injury in his hands, he came back too soon. Maybe he wasn't recovered mentally, not in the right place. And it's just... And mm. then had... a teammate who completely nutly trounced him Alonso finishing eighth today so more points not mm -hmm. enough though because McLaren are chasing them really like are. you wouldn't believe so um mm. and uh, do, do we know how far they where they are now behind 172 points to 221 points so 49 points difference and they can do this can they get second can they pass Mercedes do you think no, they've got to get double their points right now. So, no, I, I can't see them getting Mercedes. It's still close, 20 points between Mercedes and Ferrari. And Ferrari, for me, are looking stronger than Mercedes. So that's going to be a really great race. So that's what we're looking for in the Constructors' Championship. Now it's been sewn up by Red Bull. You know, we're looking at Mercedes and Ferrari for second place and Aston Martin and McLaren for fourth place. And I think that's going to be a great watch between now and the end of the season. I think that is. I think we can kind of forget about Max because <laughs> if we just assume he's going to win every race, which he may do. But we um, did that and look what happened at Singapore. Well, yes, that's true. Yeah, but that was a blip and he was back on form and, and I mean, he is the Terminator. He, yes. He's just so solid. Um, 
yeah, I, I think the rest of the season is going to be more exciting now because the focus is going to be, as you said, on those two, three, four um, teams. Um, I mean, look, in the McLaren shirt, as I said, so I'd love for McLaren to um, to really smash it. And compared to where they were at the start of the season, I mean, this is leaps and bounds. I mean, they really have been working their socks off to, to make this happen. The, the development race, we've mentioned it before, Aston Martin's development happened over the winter and they hit the ground running and surprised themselves with McLaren back in 17th and 18th spot, the second worst team for the first four or five races. The development that they've given through the last six months, through the last 10 races, I think has been one of the best we've witnessed from any team playing catch-up for years. The development race this season, we've discussed it before, is, is unbelievable and uh, fascinating at the same time. Yeah, no, it is fascinating. And it continues to be fascinating. You know, there's uh, plenty of races left. Um, next up is Qatar. Um, so that's yes. a good one. I've been to Qatar uh, twice. I was going to ask you, Joe. Yeah. So we've only had one race there. So you've got a 100% record at Qatar at the moment. <laughs> no, we've had two, <laughs> but, haven't uh, we? Oh, we're going to have to check that. We can check I'm it. I'm sure there's been... I, has it been I, oh, no, I have done MotoGP as well. Maybe it's that. Ah, right. Maybe it's that. I so, don't know. Uh, I think so. Okay. So, Joe, I, so I, many. again, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do my homework on Qatar again because, um, you know, it, it's one of those tracks that I need to study. I need to probably sit back and watch the highlights from the previous race. What, what was it like? It's then? one of the youngest. Well, we'll save this for our Qatar preview, but um, Good uh, point. so I won't say anything. But uh, <laughs> watch the next episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> give me time to Google the head out of it. Um, no, but it yeah. is, it's, a, it's an interesting one. It's one of the youngest tracks, um, but um, no, it's a great vibe. And, and actually, um, Qatar was great, and I went for the World Cup as well. MotoGP I've been to. Um, I do know they have changed the facilities and maybe the circuit as well. So we'll tell you a bit more about that on the uh, Qatar preview, Racehouse. Um, yes. For now, please like and subscribe um, to our YouTube channel here. Um, and click the bell icon as well for notifications. We're on Spotify, Apple, and all the other major uh, major uh, podcast platforms. We'll be back next time with the Qatar uh, preview. And if you have any comments and if you'd like to contribute to the podcast, then please get in touch in the comments below. And we've got some links below as well in the description for uh, the merch shop and all the podcast links as well. But um, cool. and, and Joe, yes, I, I just want to do a little shout out yes, before we ahead. finish. So uh, to one of our listeners, so it's Mark, you know who you are, he's a guy I work with, big Formula One fan, and we, uh, he's been listening to the podcast and absolutely loves it, and uh, said uh, he loves the fact that we couldn't be more Alan Partridge if we tried. <laughs> so, and, and the fact that Alan did live from Oast the Oast House. house. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so uh, you know, we had a good old laugh about that. So hi, Mark. Keep listening, mate, and spread hi, the word. Hi, Mark. And please can you share your Audible account with us so we can listen to uh, from the Oast House. Uh, have you listened to that? Have you heard it? Yeah, Is I it love good? it, mate. Absolutely, with the dog. With the dog. Oh, yeah, I, I need to. I need yeah. to get into it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna check it. Yeah, and 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 in fact, this weekend with Ted's notebook. In fact, it was Ted's pod book that he was doing. He was making Alan Partridge references as well because uh, Martin Brundle. Do you remember on the grid in Singapore? He was going Esteban, Esteban. <laughs> Uh, shouting him out, and Piastri just walked off. Turns out that there's a whole thing running with Esteban from previous races. So they do the Dan, Dan, Alan Partridge <laughs> thing. And so it's all just a joke, Alan, between all the Sky uh, guys, you know. I so, remember uh, that when yeah, mate, he Al walked off because he was trying to say happy birthday, wasn't he? 
That's it. That's <laughs> it. Just lost everyone. It's like, oh my god. I'm glad to see the pit walks was, back. Yeah, thank was... you, Martin, and thank you, Sky Sports, for bringing yeah. the pit walks back. Um, that was very cool. Well, hi, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark, for watching and subscribing. Hmm. And uh, if you've got a shout out you want to uh, uh, tell us about, or if you have anything you want to plug, and uh, then let us know, and then we'll talk cash. Um, but um, thanks also to our <laughs> contributors today, Kat, Martin, and Graham at the Fan Zone. And if you want to be part of that, then grab us when we're out and about, and we will put your comments into the show. Um, but for now, um, we'll sign off and uh, see you next time on Race House from me, Joe Lee. And me, Darren. Cheers. Lee.